Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Welcome to my podcast. I am your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Lee Vaughn, and this is episode 71. 71, everybody. I hope you are all having a good start to your new year. Um, I haven't gone to the gym since before Christmas, so I'm not starting this year off the right way as far as exercise goes. I got the flu right before Christmas, right before I was off um, for Christmas break, and I really didn't feel like myself for a good, I'm really, I'm going to honestly say like three weeks. I mean, but I felt like crap for about 10 days, but like really like the appetite coming back and all of that. It took about three weeks. So anyways, I use that as an excuse to kind of pamper myself and not go to the gym. And now my gym membership is gone in February. I paid for a year in advance because it was a little bit of a discount per month if you paid all at once. And now it's like, what's the point? Like, am I going to resubscribe or re membership up? I don't know what you call it, but am I, yeah, I don't know. Am I going to do another membership? I don't know. Cause I want, I'm reflecting on the year that I was there. And honestly, the longer you don't go, the harder it is to walk back in there. There's something about like, what's the point? And there's something about it feeling like you don't belong anymore. Like it felt like my gym and now it kind of doesn't. Something about people looking at me going, oh, well, where have you been? We haven't seen you here. Um, You probably haven't been doing anything. You know, you have this like internal guilt that people are going to somehow like know that you haven't been doing anything. And then it's also that I don't feel like it made any difference. (laughs) I really don't. There's always like a one year thing that I try. I did running for, I used to run all the time, but then I kind of like stopped it for a while. And so I, at one point decided I'm just going to run. Like I decided like almost every day for a year and I didn't look any different a year later. And I guess what I mean by different is that as I get older, my skin gets looser and you know, it's like the top of your thighs. This is all no thanks to me hanging out in the sun way too much in my youth and all the way even into my 40s. So dumb, so dumb sitting there letting the sun burn my thighs to a crisp, you know, and now I'm paying for it because I've got like loose skin and it just doesn't look nice. And so I really thought I could fill my legs out with muscle and it would stop that looseness, you know. You know what I mean? Like in shorts, I feel like if I walk too fast or hard, that you will see my skin crepe up. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's that. And everyone says, I'm out of my mind. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God, mom, that's not going on in your legs. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm not blind. I can see it. I look down and I see it. Um, And you know, like I've had some dates where I'm like, I can see, like, I don't want to even talk, but like there's the pancake batter, you know, on the sides of the hips when the knees are out. You know what I mean? That whole thing going on. Like, I I don't know. I did so many effing squats and lunges. Why didn't that tighten up more? Like, why? I feel like something might have happened underneath, but I did not build like muscle that turned whatever that loose skin is and that layer of, you know, fat into muscle. I don't have a muscular butt. I don't have like super muscular thighs and like all that loose skin is gone. It's still there. So now it's like, 
so do I do another year of this? I know part of it is my a my age and my hormones, and I'm not a man. I don't have testosterone, and I definitely don't eat to build muscle. I'm not like I haven't done any like specific diet, so that probably is could have helped. Um, and I don't take any kind of you know creatine or I don't know any of those supplements. I don't do any of that. I just went to the gym and I didn't do cardio. I always did just weights. And things that burned, like I did a lot of things that burned a lot. And I, for all the burning that I did over the last year, what do I have to show for it? It's like it, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it changed much. But I will tell you something that it doesn't matter how often I go to the gym or how much I get my body in better shape or whatever. It doesn't make any difference for dates. I'll, I'll tell you that it doesn't at all. Like I've been in really good shape and had boys not call me back, and I've been in shape that I didn't think was all that great, and they're calling all the time. Like it, like they don't, they don't really care, honestly. So I guess that's all my like internal talking telling me that I should not go. But I know when I do go and I go on a regular basis, and it, it's also hard with my job because I do an after school program that gets out at six. And so when I start subbing at 7.30 in the morning, then I'm out at 6 and I have to go pick up my son from high school. I don't want to go to the gym after that. Like, I'm done. I just want to go home, eat dinner, chill out on the couch and watch Netflix. I do not want to go and, well, I don't really sweat much, but I don't. I just don't have a desire to go in the evening. And I think it's a really different crowd at night. Um, oh, and another reason to go was to maybe, who knows, maybe meet somebody, but like that never happened. Um, there was one man, ironically, who approached me the very last time I went prior to me getting the flu. And he was pretty much the only <laughs> white, we're like the two older white people that go there. Like, it's mostly where I live. It's all like younger Hispanic guys who I don't think would even be into me. Um, but this guy was my age and I know we'd noticed each other. And I kind of always think if you're at the gym, it's more than likely because you're single. I mean, really, how many married people are going to the gym? I think you're going to the gym because you're, you, you want to look better because you're single. So you want to look better, better naked. And then, Hey, you know, if you find someone there, cool. So I think most of the guys there are single, probably the women too. Um, I don't feel like people are very motivated to go to the gym when they're in a nice, comfy, cozy relationship. So, um, you know, all of a sudden I just thought, what if this is not recording me? Oh, no, it is. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was in my mind too. So it was ironic because this guy had said some t something to me like in August and he's like taller than me. He's kind of a, a bigger, bigger guy. Like he's in really good shape, his legs and everything. Um, he's got gray hair. He's got all his hair. Nice face. I'd say he was probably Irish. I don't know why. I feel like he was Irish. Um, his arms are nice, but he wears that that weight belt that I think he's got it pulled tight. And it's kind of like the one with the high back on it. I know it's for your back, but I think he wears it to hide a bit of a belly. I mean, he's like my age. He's in his, in his 50s. But anyways, I kind of, he had said something to me in the summertime when he walked past me. Like he kept making a point to walk past me in the yoga room. And I knew I, I'm like, here it goes. He's going to say something. So he walks by me on his way out the door and he goes, don't work out too hard or something like that. And I said, oh yeah, no, I'm going to. I was like, I was taking a break or whatever. And then that was it. And then we never said anything to each other again. But I noticed that we would like kind of smile at each other if like he'd walk by my, my machine or whatever. And so the last time I saw him, he, um, my whole point to this is like, he was pretty much the only opportunity. And I think like that's out the window because I haven't gone in over a month. But anyways, um, he he was on a machine. I was on a machine and he 
you know, I, I really feel like he made a point to like walk around where I was working out. And so he was walking past me to go on a machine behind me. And I just smiled at him. And I said, hi, like, I don't even know what made me do it. I was just like, that's not me. I don't normally say anything to anybody there. And he, then he goes, he walks around the back of my machine and he goes, Hey, do you, do you live in um, Aptos? And I said, no, I love, and he goes, Oh, and he kind of cut me off. He said, Oh, because I live, I thought I saw you like shopping in, in Aptos or something. And I'm like, well, I mean, which is likely, I mean, it's the next town over. And I said, Oh no, I, like I live here in Watsonville. And then somehow we got on the topic of something about Aptos high and his daughters had gone there, but they were graduated out. And we talked about a teacher that had been fired for coming to work drunk and I was pretty sure Joey had had that teacher. So I texted her. And by the time I was going to tell him that my daughter knew who that teacher was, because his daughter apparently filmed this teacher drunk in the classroom. Um, anyways, Joey remember, remembered the whole thing. And so I was going to tell him that she remembered that. And um, but then he was oh, and just walked in the bathroom for a second. But then he, he was gone. And um, I thought he went back to like the the back area where the, the men's locker room was. So I kind of went back there thinking I might maybe run into him back there and say, Hey, I talked to my daughter and she knew that, you know, just kind of, kind of keep the conversation going. Cause I could tell he didn't want to like talk to me too much. Cause he didn't want to interrupt my workout, but it was clear he was trying to strike up a conversation. So I went to the back area where the locker rooms are um, just, you know, cause I'm getting water and, um, and I, I saw him like walk right out the front door and I was like, Oh, Okay, well, I guess he was done talking to me. All right, well, whatever. So then I went back, I think, one time after that, and then I got one time after I was sick and I, I didn't see him. So I was just like, oh, well, that was the opportunity that I guess I missed. But, um, you know, he walks around real fast. Like, he's trying to get everything done real quick. And I could just tell by his, just that alone, that demeanor, there's something like some high-intensity anxiety that he gives off that I... I, it, I don't like that anyway. So it's good, whatever. And uh, so yeah, those are all my reasons for um, for going and not going. So I'm not going to the gym. I don't think I am. I'll keep you updated on that. But right now, everything I do at the gym, I could do at home. Like I could do all the lunges in my backyard. I could do all the push-ups here. I could do the, the rubber bands. But there's something about going to the gym that motivates you because you feel like people might be watching and there's so many mirrors. So there is that. That is very motivating. And then you get your music going. You have your coffee. It's kind of like a whole thing. So I don't know. I just need to like probably just go on a weekend and just, you know, I just need to do it. But I don't know. I don't know if I can get myself. I've had like, I've had all this free time. Like I was off for a month for Christmas break and I just never did it. I felt so lazy. So, um, yes, that's the beginning of my new year. We also started this year with, um, lots of rain, which changed, um, our ocean because it became very stormy here. And we have had, um, enormous waves that are crashed into our coast and done a lot of damage to the Santa Cruz County area businesses in Capitola. Um, our piers, two piers have damaged. They've um, fallen apart. The cement ship pier, there's a, if you look up the cement ship, it's the SS Palo Alto. It's been, a, I don't even know why it's made, made of cement. I, I'm, sh I, you know, I could look it up right now, but should I? Let's look it up. The SS Palo Alto. If you've been to Aptos, you know about the cement ship. Um, and it's a cool site. It's an old ship that's been sitting out there. Um, so I think like since like 19, 
40-something. Um, but anyways, and it took a real turn, I don't know, seven years ago, six years ago maybe, um, during a really bad storm. The front of it had tilted off to the side. It like it changed the way it looked completely, and it looked it looked like it had been injured. It was really sad to see it like kind of keel over, um, but there was still a good portion of it that was sticking out of the ocean. But that ha was hit really hard during the storm. Boy, I'm looking at older pictures of it. It has changed a lot. It used to be completely like it looked like a ship. Now it just looks looks like a pile of like cement out there. Um, more traditionally known as the cement ship. It's let's see located at I just don't know why there's a cement shaped ship out there like were they out in the ocean and a ship made of cement like that doesn't make any sense long before the waves and winter storms cracked the hull and sunk the ship into the sand the SS Palo Alto was a 435 foot long 7500 ton oil tanker built for use during World War One, when the U.S. government commissioned new ships to replace those destroyed by German submarines, the U.S. Shipping Board Emergency Fleet Corporation built ships from reinforced concrete. Are you kidding me? Using technology developed by a Norwegian civil engineer. Um, and in 1919, the Palo Alto was constructed along with a sister ship, the Peralta, um, in San Francisco... The cement used for building the ship's thin concrete hull came from Davenport. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's got freaking cement. All right. Anyway, so it's been sad because that thing was, basically there's a pier that goes out to the cement ship. People used to be able to go onto it, but then it became unsafe. And so it was completely like, you can't walk onto it anymore. Um, so there's, you know, the pier that goes out to it though, that you can like, you know, anyways, that whole thing is just, it's gone. Like it was... It came down like two weeks ago with the waves. They were so big. These waves also crashed into, if you know Capitola, we have like really fun dining there. We have Margaritaville, Paradise Grill, Zelda's, um, let's see, Pizza My Heart and a bar. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Anyways, I'm pretty sure... Um, well, I have a relative who works at Paradise Grill, and she said, yes, they're they are going to have to redo the whole inside. Like, you know, when there's water damage, they ha there's like a code where you have to go up so high and cut all the sheetrock out because you'll end up with mold in your sheetrock. So they are everybody, I guess, is going through this process because the waves were like they were going into the windows. I mean, the waves we there's footage of it that was um, really horrific to watch because Margaritaville looked like, yeah, it looked like the waves were going directly into the building, although there was windows, but it had to be going in through all the cracks and everything. So all of those restaurants, I'm sure we'll eventually see more pictures of what the damage is like, but it, it's really sad to see that um, they had so much damage and crazy to see that we had waves crashing into these um, restaurants that are raised up. I mean, what? I mean, we're, we're usually looking way down at the water and the, the waves were mighty high. Like they were just crashing right into the restaurant. So that was um, pretty sad to see. Lots of um, flooding in our surrounding area, not directly in my neighborhood, but really close by. We have a lot of um, uh, creeks that have overflowed near Watsonville High like and flooded a lot of like, you know, streets around that area. Um, and then as far as like the mountains in our area, we have lots of slides because we're just not, 
our soil and everything just isn't used to this much water. And so lots of um, mudslides and trees coming down. And then those trees come down the rivers and then they go like the San Lorenzo River. And there's one that goes, uh, the one that comes into Capitola, into the ocean. All of that debris from the mountains is coming down through the rivers into the ocean. And then it just comes right back onto the beach. So the beaches are covered with wood. And um, a lot of homes you know, where people were blocked by trees, you know, people that live up in the mountains and stuff and they can't get down. So I got two extra days off from uh, Christmas break because they closed my entire district down because of the rain um, because it was still continuing to cause so many problems. There was at least, I, I think about 10 schools in our district that did not open last week at all. But most of the district did open. My son's school was open and stuff. So we'll see um, on Tuesday. We have tomorrow off, Monday, Martin Luther King Day. Um, but Tuesday, we will see who, if all the schools open back up or not. We've had rain today, but it's supposed to stop. This is the end of it. So that's good because we're, we're done with the rain. I know we have at least like 10 days of no rain. So that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, that's been pretty crazy. It's been all over on the news. I've been uploading... Um, a lot of that on my Instagram so people can see like what's been happening in my, you know, nearby area. Um, Gavin Newsom, our governor came here and I guess checked out the damage and, you know, it's a state of, you know, it's a disaster zone and apparently our taxes get postponed um, for a month. <laughs> we don't have to turn in our taxes until May 15th because we're in a, in an official disaster zone. So anybody in Santa Cruz County got that got that um relief so i don't know that that's that big of a relief but how about giving us some money how about that instead of postponing the taxes okay let's see um somebody had said that i should reach out to gareth thomas who is the rugby 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 player from the uk who came out as hiv positive a few years ago um not on his own accord by the way he was being basically bribed or not bribed what's the word um somebody was gonna out him I can't think of the, the word offhand but um yeah somebody was gonna out him and so he just did it on his own uh, I'm sure they were it was some sort of um why can I not think of that word um extortion well where you're gonna basically give the secret out and if if you don't give them whatever they're gonna tell they're going to go to the papers and make money off you or whatever. So he, I think what happened was, and I think I've got that right. I'm pretty sure. Um, he came out on his own cause he's like, yeah, you know, forget that. I'm going to, I'll bring it out on my own. I don't need anyone else telling anybody about this. There's my Devato. I didn't even realize it was nine o'clock. So uh, my whole point of this is, is somebody said, you should ask him to be on your podcast. Okay. So just so you all know, this podcast ain't that big. I'm sure he's never heard of it. I'm sure he's never heard of me, but I thought, what the hell? I can't ever, you know, I can't, it's a dare basically. So I can't not, I can't ignore a dare. So I thought I asked Judd Winnick, he was Pedro Zamora's roommate in San Francisco if he would do my podcast. And he said, yes, that was um, episode 12. And I remember I was like, oh my God. And I remember Susie from the, um, uh, the brain candy po podcast. I listened to those ladies, Susie and Sarah Rice. Susie has always said for, and she used to do more interviews. She doesn't do them so much anymore, but, um, she said, you know, Hey, if you don't ask, you'll never know. Like it doesn't hurt to ask. And she says what I have found. She was talking about her own 
you know, broadcasting and podcast and asking people to be on the podcast that she has asked some people that she did not think would say yes, but she thought it was worth a try. And then they did. And she's like, you never know until you ask. And so I thought the same thing. Um, well, you never know until you ask. And then, like I said, I asked Judd Winnick and he said yes. And then I was like, oh my God, I got to do this. Holy shit. Like I was so nervous. Um, I think the interview came across you know, it, it was, a. I think it was a really decent interview, even though I was freaking nervous as hell when, when he first like came on the zoom with me, but then, you know, he's a, he's just a person. So it's all good. I just wanted to make sure that I gave, um, a good interview and it, the, um, tech, there was no technical issues and stuff like that. Cause I was still pretty new to podcasting, but it all turned out fine. Anyway, um, I did send a message to Gareth Th Thomas, Gareth Thomas, um, He's HIV positive. Yeah, I did. I said that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, I I haven't heard anything, and I'm not surprised. I'm sure he will never see that message. I I sent a message through Instagram. I just wanted to let that listener know that I at least tried, but I don't think it, anything will ever happen. And now I'm like relieved because I don't. I did it. I did it. I asked. I'm done. But again, this podcast is pretty rinky dink. It's not what you think it is. So. Um, which brings me to another thing that came up, um, and I can't find the original comment. I'm wondering if she deleted it, but there was somebody who listens who had left a comment about my last podcast where I had mentioned um, one of the little girls that I was chasing after um, at that sub job who had downs, who had the green snotty nose, and I had mentioned her first name was Lupita. Um, first of all, I never even confirmed that that was really her name, but doesn't matter because I don't, I didn't use a last name and um, I didn't even say what school it was. So I'm, she was concerned and then somebody kind of got after her and, um, and said, you know, I don't know. There was just like this little bit of a bicker back and forth because somebody had defended me and kind of told her, that, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. And then she kind of got defensive. And then I think I wrote something back to her. And I, you know, with, with, when it's written, it may come across a different way that you, than you meant for it to. And, um, she took it the wrong way. And I was like, whoa, like, I didn't even mean it like that. So I explained to her, like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, um, it's all good. Like, you know, whatever. And I appreciate you being concerned. I would never, I've worked with kids for, you know, 15 years. I'm very well aware of like, um, you know, what can be said, you know, on social media about the kids that you work with and, or pictures or anything. Like I only show hands and stuff like that. Like I would never show obviously a face anything like that. So, um, anyways, then she came back and said, I'm so sorry. I took that the wrong way my dad has been really ill. I'm taking care of him. I'm just really stressed out. And like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm sending you a hug. And so again, I hope that everything's good with you. And I hope that, um, you know, things are good with your dad. And I'm sorry, there was that miscommunication. Um, uh, it was through my YouTube comments. And again, I can't find the comment because I would have given you credit and just at least said, thanks for looking out for me. And I'm glad that all is good. And yeah, that again, <laughs> I don't think anybody in the school district or even Watsonville is listening to my podcast. I would be totally surprised if they were, but you never know. Um, okay, let's see. So Owen and I went to the night. I'm a huge Niners fan, by the way. I've loved the Niners since 1980. I was 10 years old then, and that was when Montana, I'm almost positive that's when he played in the Super Bowl, but that's kind of when I first found out about them. I was in the fifth grade, and there was obviously huge Montana buzz, and you know, through the newspaper and TV and stuff back then, no internet. Um, and there was a cool thing back then. My stepbrother, I think it was through 
Pop Warner football. They'd have like a dinner. And I know that like Ronnie Lott and some of those players would come and Joe Montana. I know my stepbrother has a picture with Joe Montana um, because they would go to these dinners and the boys would get to meet them. And it might have been no, it was, I think it was Pop Warner football. Anyway, I'll have to ask my stepmom, but yeah, I knew a bunch of kids that I went to junior high with and stuff that had these pictures taken with some of the OGs from the Niners, which is really cool. But anyways, I decided to get tickets just out of nowhere. I'm like, you know, I want to go. I want to go. So I started looking up tickets and I gave in to these seats that were in the field, lower field. Um, they were like, section 145 we were like row 30 so 30 rows up from the field I mean you're right there and uh we were kind of at the corner of uh you know the the end zone of one of the end zones so we're not in the middle I know the best seats are probably midfield but we were at the end zone anyways like we get we we get like through the lady who says yes this is your area and it's like we're like looking at each other first of all we took uh, light rail there, which was awesome. I didn't have to pay for parking. We literally took the, it took 45 minutes on light, light rail. We just sat there and, you know, looked at our phones and then they drop you off right there. I mean, you get out and when you walk out of light rail, you're like right there into the parking lot, into all of the festivities and everybody's, you know, pre-gaming and it's just freaking red everywhere, red and gold. It's so awesome. And I was just like, I felt high. I was so excited. It was like, oh my God, we're freaking here. And I haven't been, well, I went to Candlestick. I saw the Niners once at Candlestick with a friend of mine from high school, Tony Perkins. He took me. And then I went to the new stadium, Levi Stadium on August 24th, 2014. And the reason I remember that is because that's my birthday. And who I was dating at the time, Jamie, who I didn't give HIV to, um, but I had it then, but didn't know it. Um, he took me as a birthday gift. And so it was a preseason game and it was really hot that day. And it was the very first time the Niners played on that field, but it, it didn't count for anything. So I was there for the very, very first game at Levi Stadium and I haven't been back since. So I take Owen and so we're walking down to the seats and it's like, and I told him, I said, you know what, before we got to the seats, I said, by the way, the seats were with taxes and everything, 400 bucks altogether. It, but it's okay. It's worth it. Owen doesn't ask for anything. And we didn't go anywhere for Christmas. Like I, you know, I used to travel to Montreal all the time to see my ex and all of that. And like, I don't do that anymore. So like, I spend my money how I want now on like Botox and stuff like that. And I will get to that. I think I, I'm not sure if I talked about my Bo Botox appointment in my last podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, I, uh, I um, was so excited about these seats and I didn't feel guilty about spending that money at all. I didn't care at all. I was like, it's fine. We're fine. It's like totally fine to do this. And so I told him, I said, we're getting whatever you want to eat. Like, don't stress out. And he kept saying, I feel bad. I said, nope. I said, there's, it doesn't matter. I'm not even thinking about money. Just order whatever you want. So we get, we each get a chicken tenders. There's n hardly any options and I don't eat meat, but like in a situation like this where I'm starving it's, it's like one o'clock or 1245. And I haven't eaten anything yet today. I was just planning on eating there. I wanted to just really enjoy the food there. And, um, so I had not eaten anything. I'd only had coffee from McDonald's, a large coffee. So at this point I'm starting to get the shakes and it's like, I'm just going to order like 
this is one of those moments where it's like, I don't care that I don't eat meat. I'm going to because the, what am I going to do? Just eat French fries? And I don't forget it. So I say, okay, let's each get a chicken tenders. I'm not saying that right. Let's each get chicken tenders. And then um, how, I don't know why I was like, let's just split a hot dog because I didn't know how big they were. And then we'll each get a water and we'll share a fry. So that was the order. I don't know why, but she threw in an extra hot dog. I think she just didn't pay attention, but I don't think I got charged for it. That was 50 bucks right there for each of us getting chicken tenders, which I didn't even eat all of it. Uh, the hot dog was, I was shaking when I got, I, first of all, we would go over to put the condiments on the hot dogs and you know, you have to unwrap them. Everything's kind of like stacked up on this cardboard tray and it's like all about to like literally could have just fallen on the ground if I wasn't careful enough. There's nowhere to really place it when you're doing the condiments and stuff, but I need to unwrap the hot dog, hot dog and then stick it under the ketchup and pump the thing and then do the, and I'm like, I'm doing the mustard. I'm doing both because I really want both. And I want to be happy as a pig in shit when I'm eating this, sitting there staring at the field. So I want to make sure that I make this hot dog just like I want it. So I do the squirt of mustard because like, you know, part of me could have just been like, oh, I don't need to deal with all of that. Let's just go sit down. Right. But I'm like, no, because there's people all over and there's people waiting for you to use the condiments and you're like, Owen almost wasn't going to get any. I'm like, no, get the, I, give me your hot dog. I'm, I'll get it for you. Cause I want to make sure that you get everything on the hot dog. I want to enjoy these hot dogs. Don't let people behind you or whatever, who are waiting to pump their ketchup, you know, stop you from getting your hot dog the way you want it. So we get our hot dogs and then you have to like wrap them back up in the foil and like nothing was fitting right in the tray. It was more made for like, um, like, a cup, I would say. I don't know. Nothing fit right. But we managed to walk it over to the seats. We sit down. And I can't, I don't even think I'd been sitting for even 20 seconds. And I had half that hot dog down my throat. I was, I can't believe I didn't choke on it. Honestly, I was so hungry. And again, I don't eat meat, but that hot dog tasted fabulous. It was greasy and delicious. And the ketchup and the mustard and the bun was soft. It was sort of yellow, like that kind of bread, like almost like a pastry bre bread. Oh my God. Um, and the game, like the, the beginning festivities are starting, you know, they're, it's all like uh, pre-game stuff happening on the field. And um, Owen's looking pretty happy. I mean, he doesn't ever say like, oh my God, mom, like nothing like that. It's just, he's looking around. He's like, look at that over there, whatever, you know, he's pretty cool about it all. I mean, he clapped when they, every time they scored and stuff, but he's pretty chill about all of it. So anyway, um, I mean, the Niners come out of their, you know, their corral and oh my God, it's so exciting. I just lose my shit over this stuff. I love it so much. And it's something, you know, that I gave up during that six year relationship. I didn't watch football because he didn't like it and he wasn't into it. He never watched sports. So I gave it up because I thought that I liked doing the things that he liked to do. And it was, that's one of the things that I've, you know, rediscovered all of the things that I really love. And football is one of them. I love football and I love the 49ers. And I, I, you feel like you're in this, when you're in a stadium and literally everybody there was a 49er fan because nobody was there for the Cardinals. If they were, they, <laughs> the, it wasn't obvious at all, but you're, it's almost like a religious experience experience. It's like you're, you're at the place with all your people. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, everybody's happy and we're like, 
we're everyone it's okay for everyone to just go crazy and go nuts and scream your head off it's fun to watch grown adults like get so excited it's it's just the best and just to like give my son that experience and like as a mom that feels like a really cool thing to bring to a teenage boy and so I really think that he enjoyed it and so oh my god they bring out the American flag and I see that there's all these people holding something that's all at one it's like going from end zone to end zone but it's all like on the sidelines and then I see they start pulling it out it's an American flag that covers the entire field so there's people holding it all the way around it is massive and they're you know they're doing the shaky thing you know they're shaking it up and down and making it like wave <gasps> Um, talk about like, I am trying not to cry. I'm like literally super choked up the man, this man singing the star spangled banner. Owen's standing up. He's got his hat over his chest. I'm just like, oh my God. And then at the very end, if you want to watch this, it's on my Instagram. It's on my, uh, Jennifer Lee Vaughn Instagram. I've posted it as a post. So it's still there at the very end of the song at the perfect moment two fighter jets go right over screaming over Levi Stadium and it's and fireworks and fireworks I died like that was enough like I would have left and been happy like that, <laughs> that whole thing was I was like so caught off guard by the fighter jets going over like how the hell do they plan this I mean it literally was the most amazing timing ever Oh my God, I still, I get chills thinking about it. So yeah, boy, in that moment, if you don't feel patriotic or a love for America or the, you know, the Niners and all of that, it was just, it was amazing. I thought, wow, what a treat. Do they do that at every game? Or was it just like, I don't know how, if they do that at every game. I've, I feel like that was more of a Super Bowl moment, but I, for some reason we got it. Um, yeah, everyone went crazy. So they did win. And while the game was on about, I'd say about five minutes or so into the first quarter, I thought I should, I should do a live broadcast on TikTok. And Owen's like, no, don't, because then you're going to be talking to people and then I can't talk to you. And selfish me decided to do a TikTok live anyways. And he was fine with it. Um, but what, what was really fun is that I had several people on there. Like I'd say I had a roughly, it depended on one part of the game, more in the beginning, but less towards the end. Um, many grateful people that I was showing it because they were in areas where they couldn't see the game. So they were so grateful. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for showing. It was a really neat feeling. It was like, yeah, I get it because I don't have cable. So when the Niners come on, I usually watch it like on a TikTok live or like this last weekend, we watched it in a hotel room. Um, long story, but yeah, we did. We watched it in a hotel room. Um, so Anyways, it was great to be able to show it for those people. And here's what's really full circle and kind of crazy is that I went to San Jose State, which is like a hop, skip and a jump from Levi Stadium. It's like literally, I don't even know if it's even 10 miles away for broadcasting. So I went to school for broadcasting. I got my degree in radio, TV and film or communications, whatever you want to call it. And um, I didn't ever really use this degree, but how ironic it is now that I literally do it. I, I do it in, through my social media, through advocating as an HIV advocate. So I now do what I went to school for, even though all the technology has changed. But I didn't do it when I left college. I became an administrative assistant and a, a drug rep and, and then a mom. And then I've gone into education. So I never did use my degree 
um, in the way that it was meant. I really never knew how I was going to use it, to tell you the truth. I was just sort of lost when I got out of college, and I went to Kelly Services and got a temp job, and then I just, you know, stuck with administrative work because I knew how to type and stuff like that. So anyway, I think it's really cool to be, like, so close to the school that I got my degree from in broadcasting, and here I am broadcasting from my phone. I'm you know, station Jennifer Vaughn. Like, how cool is this that I'm literally showing the 49ers from my phone? So what I would do is I would show the play. Um, I'm holding my hand out as if you can all see it, like literally holding my pinky and my thumb apart, like I'm holding my phone in my hand. I don't know why I'm doing that because nobody can see me. But I, so I would, I'd show the play, the live play, and then they'd show the replay on the Jumbotron in the stadium. And so then I'd point my phone up at that so everybody could see that and see the replay. I mean, I felt so cool. Like I literally felt like I was the director of my own station showing my most favorite team. And I was also doing a little commentating. I mean, people were asking the score. I'm telling them how many yards left or in the down, how many, well, or how many downs they have or whatever. And what, you know, it's just like, I was kind of giving updates constantly on where the game was, but a lot of that was on the Jumbotron, but it was so fun. I felt like I was on drugs. I was just, I had the best time doing it. So, and Owen was really cool about it and he had fun, um, you know, being on it too. Cause I would every once in a while direct the camera, I'd turn the camera around on me and him. Cause people would say, we want to see what you look like. And they're like, Oh my God, they were really nice that I was pretty and said, Oh, and it's really handsome. And so, um, but it was just, yeah, it was really fun. Cause normally when I'm on TikTok lives, I'm always doing HIV advocacy and talking about my story. So this was very different to be doing a, a live sports show from my channel, which was just not anything I really had anticipated doing until I got there. And then I was like, screw it. Like, let's do this. And then like, I'd have time to save my battery. Um, people were like, are you going to come back? Are you going to come back at the second half? I said, yes, I'll come back. I'll, f I'll film it all. Like just, yeah. And it was just neat to have men thanking Jennifer for you know, showing them the game. And they were all, everybody was super impressed with where we were sitting. Oh my God, you have great seats. This is amazing. You know, and it was just, it was really neat. So, okay. Enough about the Niners, but yes, they're in the playoffs and it was great to see them uh, beat uh, the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm all amped up about it. Um, okay, let's see. Speaking of uh, TikTok and lives, I registered with something called Rockstar's Agency. I think I talked about this. I can't remember if I did if I did or not. Um, they're supposed to help me with like my TikTok account, basically, and we're supposed to do so many lives a month. I'm just going to say the jury's still out on this. They don't take anything from you money-wise or anything. They did. I did read some interesting information about lives that I didn't know about until I, I got connected with them. They came to me. They wanted me to be part of their agency. But again, it was just filling out basically like a Google form. And then they you're supposed to do like 15 hours of lives a month. Like you're expected to do 15 hours of lives. Of lives. But And they can help you like appeal um, uh, any kind of appeal that you may have if you've got, if you get banned during a live, cause that happens a lot to people, but I haven't been getting banned at all because I'm really abiding by the rules. Uh, one big rule is don't swear. And I didn't know that, like, do not swear, do not engage with, um, trolls, just 
delete their comments and bl- and and block them unless you have a moderator but don't even engage with them they said like that it doesn't look good for one thing and they said um they can like get together and get you banned for one thing and then don't drink alcohol didn't know that i never i think i have though i think i've had wine before i didn't know that you cannot drink alcohol or smoke or anything during a live obviously don't drive during a live that's another one um there was, yeah, there might've been a few other ones, but those were like, you know, pretty strict rules that I just never, I didn't know about. And they will, you know, by abiding to these rules and keeping it more like, you know, good for everybody. I mean, it just makes sense in general, um, to not be, you know, foul mouthed and all that. But, um, but it was just, good to know some of those things that those honestly could make a difference in getting you banned versus not banned. And I've been banned. So I know what that feels like. And I, it was probably my fault, although I have been banned and had it appealed and got it back. So, but anyways, I, you know, they said that they were going to talk to them about my algorithm because it's really awful. My algorithm's just the shit, it, the shits. Um, I have a great time when I do lives. I don't know why they always put me on the for you page. TikTok does. And I can, I get a lot of people watching and I, I have lots of viewership during lives, but once that live ends, it fizzles out quickly. And my posts don't get any views anymore. Like there, it's nothing like it used to be. I used to get so many views per post. My TikTok was increasing all on its own constantly because there were so many views on all my videos and now it's just like crickets like I some of my videos have like 10 likes I mean it's like I used to get thousands tens of thousands of likes so it's a huge difference and anyways the lady that runs it said that she was going to talk to them about she said it can be a really simple switch that TikTok because she has they have access to the admins that they can fix that and then it will make a big difference it's like I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So part of me thinks this is all just a scam, but I don't really get what they're getting out of it because there's no money involved. So I'm not, I'm not really understanding the whole thing yet. So yeah, the jury is still out on that. So today, while I was doing a live, what always happens is that, um, you know, obviously questions come up constantly because when I do a live on TikTok, I use a green screen, which has pictures of me when I was sick or my sick picture, a picture of me and Eric, the one who gave me HIV when we were together. Um, and then like a lot of like, I try to answer many questions that I know are going to come. So I have like those, you know, most common questions answered on the green screen behind me. And I, I keep that up the whole time because I know people are going to ask the same questions over and over again. Um, so a lot of the questions obviously are how did Eric get it? Were you mad? Did you sue him? Um, you know, do you still talk to him? Things like that. And I answer those constantly and over and over and over and over again. Um, and so while I'm doing a live, all of a sudden a FaceTime starts with, (laughs) you know who it says, Eric Cutter. And I'm like, what? And I can say his name. He has zero social media. He thinks it's super toxic. He does not get involved in social media. So anyways, I see his name come up. And what it does is it freezes my, um, everybody on who's watching the live, it will basically just freeze my picture while I get a phone call or FaceTime or whatever. And I would like, like, I'm thinking, oh my God, why is he calling me? Like, this is so bizarre. Like I'm I literally was talking about him like in that moment right then. And he's calling me and I'm thinking, 
shit. He went on to TikTok. He's listening. And he, people always ask, how did he get it? And I always say he got it from intravenous drug use and doing things with men when he was high on meth and trans women because he's shared that with me. And I, he's shared it in the interviews that I've done with him, although I don't think he was so... I don't think he communicated it that clearly, but he definitely alluded to it and it's the truth. It's what he tells me. But I talk about it pretty freely because I know that he, well, for one thing, doesn't have social media, so nobody can contact him and say anything to him. So there's that. And also that I don't, I know he doesn't watch any of this stuff either. So I feel, you know, but it's the truth. I mean, this is what he's told me. So, and he, you know, he's been very, um, positive and uh, positive. Um, he's been very supportive of my advocacy and, and all that. So anyways, I'm thinking he's watched my TikTok or somebody that is in his family is watching it and told him she's talking about you and she's saying stuff about you being with men. That's the first thing that crossed my mind. And I'm like, do I ignore the call or do I just answer it? So I just answer it and I say, Hey, and it's a FaceTime. He's in his car. He's smiling. He looks so happy. Hey, Jen. So immediately I'm like, I know that it has nothing to do with my TikTok live. It's just him checking in. And it was, it was just happy new year. I haven't talked to you in a long time. How are you doing? You look great. I said, Hey, I'm doing it. And I said, Oh my God, it's so weird. I was literally talking about you because he goes, do you ever think about me? Cause I think about you, Jen. And I just wanted to say hi. And he, I said, yeah, I was like literally just talking about you on my TikTok live. Cause a lot of people ask about you. Um, and so anyways, we got off and then I went back to the live for a second and said that I was going to get off the live and then call him back because he was trying to get into an area where his phone was working better. I don't know. He, he always has to do FaceTimes. I don't think he gets in like phone etiquette that jumping in on a FaceTime with somebody you haven't talked to in six months is kind of like not the right kind of etiquette. Like, you know, phone call or even just text first. I don't know. Um, so it always is like a little alarming to get a FaceTime from him because it's just like, ooh, like I haven't like, I don't, am I ready to be face to face with you? Anyway, he said that he thought I looked really pretty. He always likes to know when the last time was that I washed my hair because he just gets a kick out of the fact that I don't wash my hair that often and he always thinks it looks good. Um, he definitely said, you sure do look pretty, Jen. I mean, he drops, he drops all the hints for sure. Um, we didn't talk long and I just, you know, I, I clarify with him that I'm real happy to be single and I don't miss having anybody in my life. I like doing my, I like doing what I want to do, you know, every day. And, um, I like maybe dating younger men when I want to for things that I want. But other than that, I don't want anybody on a regular basis and I feel really happy about that. And, um, so he kind of looks sad when I said that, but it's like, because I think obviously he's been single for so long that he wishes that, he, I don't know, he's always like wanted the relationship thing, but, um, and he lives with his mom, you know, his father passed away this last year as well as, or it might've been, well, it was 2022, pretty sure. Could have been the end of 2021. Honestly, I don't remember. Um, and my ex-husband, my kid's dad, passed away in May, uh, 2022. That's ironic. But anyway, um, so yeah, he's you know, he says he's working. He says he's subbing. 
I asked him if he was doing the food cart thing and he goes, cause that was his next, um, get rich quick scheme that he talked about the lot, I don't know, six months ago. And of course that thing's parked somewhere and he, he can't focus on that right now. He's got to work real hard cause he's got to pay half the mortgage and he's subbing every day. And you know, it's like the last time I talked to him, this was the direction he was going. But of course, when I bring it up, it's like, Oh no, this and that. No, no, no. It's like, that's how it has always been with him. He's always, I mean, at least he's been subbing. I mean, at least that's consistent. Um, but he makes, he, he flowers things up a lot and, and makes things, I don't know. It's just like, I don't always believe everything he says, but anyways, um, it was a short conversation. So I, I went back onto the live and before I did that, I actually did a quick TikTok. Uh, explaining what had just happened and how crazy that was that the guy who actually gave it to me wrote just just now FaceTime me how crazy um and then I did another live for a while and that was it was good the live the lives are good like I said the lives are always good it's the posts that just are crap now it's like what's the point of even doing posts like nobody's seen them it's frustrating it really is um okay so I have a few more things let me see how much time I have left on here because I had a couple more things I wanted to talk about. Oh boy, the time flies by. I think I can talk about these three things in the next uh, 12 minutes and keep this wrapped up and wrap or wrap it up in an hour. Um, by the way, uh, before I forget, I got totally carried away and forgot to say that Mandara Kisa, she's on YouTube and she just wrote me the nicest comment. I just saw it now, which is ironic because um, it was posted five days ago and I just never saw it. And I came in my, my closet to record and I was going onto my YouTube comments looking for that one about the lady who had the dad who isn't doing well. And I came across this one and she just said, hands down my favorite podcast. One of the biggest things that I admire about you is your hundred percent raw authenticity, which that just encourages me to be that way too. Like I, I definitely don't hold back and I, um, sometimes think like nobody's listening to this, but it is fun to hear this feedback because then I think, oh, cool, like people can relate to that. And it, it is fun to hear people who are not afraid to like share um, everything. So, and then she says, you definitely are more than a content creator. When I listen to your con, uh, your content, I feel like I'm listening to my friend. And that's what I want. Like that made me feel so freaking good. And she said, and the way you explain things is thorough and straight to the point with no beating around the bush. If you do decide to take a social media break, this is her responding to episode 66 or completely remove yourself from social media. You will be truly missed, but you have to take care of you. Oh, hold on. There was more. There was a read more but you have to take care of your mental health and yourself. And it's completely understandable. I go through the same thing being a content creator myself, and it's a constant back and forth struggle of posting versus not posting. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And then she put a heart. So I was like, like, wow. So I wanted to make sure I gave her a mention. Um, uh, her, her at on YouTube is M-U-N-D-A-R-A, Mandara Kisa. K-I-S-A, and then it's 69.56. But if I go to her YouTube, yeah, that's it. Mandara Kisa, 69.56. She's a beautiful lady, and um, I don't really know what she does yet. It looks like um, she's got Bath & Beyond Work Sale, Vision Board, ColourPop, make, Body Makeup Review, um, 
definitely stuff that I couldn't do. She's very pretty. So um, yeah, check her out. And thanks again so much for your kind words. It really was nice to read that. Um, okay. So that, and oh, <laughs> I wanted to tell the story. It's not long, but my, my, oh, I just moved in my little chair here, here, and it sounded like I farted, but I swear I didn't. I just squeaked. Um, my daughter saw Avatar with her boyfriend and she goes, mom, Chris and I saw Avatar last night and it was so good. It's like three hours, but it goes by really fast. And she goes, I totally cried because it's like, it's like so beautiful. And the way that they made the movies just like breathtaking. And like, there's a sad part. And, and I'm thinking she's like selling me on this. I'm like, I want to go. And we had so much rain at the time. This was like right after Christmas. And I said, I want to take, oh, and then she tells me the seats move. I'm like, what? The seats move? So she was, yeah, there, it's called D-Box. I'm like, I've never heard of this in my life. I'm like, I have no idea. What? So I'm like, I want to go. I said, let's see if Joey and Owen, well, Owen obviously can go. So I buy tickets. Joey wasn't working. Ryan was like, I want to go again. No problem. She'd seen it the night before and she was like ready to go again. So I'm thinking this is going to be like so much fun. So I get the tickets. They're like 18 bucks each. That's not even with tax. I mean, I literally spent $80 for the four of us to go see Avatar 80. <laughs> but again, we didn't make any trips to Disneyland or anything like that. I don't buy food at the theater. You know, we get our treats ahead of time. So we get into the theater. It's in Scotts Valley. And it was kind of like, uh, there was a lot of reports about really bad weather. And like, I was concerned about driving from Watsonville to Scotts Valley. It's about a 30 minute drive on the freeway. Thankfully, the rain wasn't that bad and it was done by the time we came out. But so I was concerned about that. I'm like, was this like the dumbest idea ever to like go to this movie? Like when it's a really stormy night, like this was not so bright. But anyways, we got there in one piece and we I bought the tickets online with my phone. And so we go in <laughs> and our seats are, you know, they're they're what do you call it? You have to look for your seat number and all that. So they're in a row, the four of us. So in the theater, they have, I would say three rows for sure, possibly four rows of D box seats. Again, these are seats that move with action in the movie and they vibrate. There's a lot going on. Um, so there's maybe, th I think there was three rows of them. There could have been four. There were people sitting behind us that were not in the D box seats. Our chosen seats were like that first row right in front of stationary seats. I did not realize that the theater wasn't all D-box. So it's not, it's just a few rows. That's it. So, and there was not a lot of people there, but everybody that was there was sitting behind us. So I'm stoked. I can't wait for the movie to start because I can't wait to see what it's going to be like to move around in these seats. And by the way, you're not, um, your feet aren't elevated because I know like in Santa Cruz, they have the recliners, which are kind of really spaced out from each other. And I mean, you can fall asleep so easily in those because they're so comfortable. But these, your feet are on the ground, but the seat does move um, <laughs> up and down side to side. You can actually control the intensity of it too. Um, it feels a little bit like the seats when you're getting your, like a pedicure, you know, like that kind of thing. So I was sort of like, when it first started moving a little bit, they give you a little to like, let you know that it's like, this is kind of what it's going to feel like. And you're like, Oh, wow. Okay. That that's it. And they do it with something that's already like showing up prior to the movie to kind of like, let you know, this is, you've got a D box seat and it's going to feel like this, you know, it's on the big screen. But again, 
No one else in the theater had these seats, just the four of us. So, and again, we had people directly behind us. So, and I, I paid extra for the seats, right? So the movie starts and there's a lot of stuff happening right off the bat. I mean, these things move and vibrate if somebody just, I don't know, calls out to somebody. There's just, oh, it, like the, the slightest thing in the movie will you translate to the chair moving. Like everything makes the chair move. And you're like, oh my God, this is going to go on for three hours straight. So it starts up and there's the, the chair is moving. It's tilting to the right. It's tilting to the left. It goes back a little bit. It goes up, you go down, you're like, and it's not severe by any means. Um, you're not going to fall out of your seat or anything like that. But what you don't realize is that anybody sitting behind you is seeing a bunch of heads bobbing around in unison, like simultaneously. It is the most ridiculous and embarrassing thing to witness. I look over at Owen, who's got Joey next to him and then Ryan, and we're all going up to the right, up, right to the left, down, shock to the right, up. I mean, and then I realize everybody behind us is completely distracted by our heads moving around. I mean, super embarrassing. And at one point, and I'm like thinking, this is fine. I, I didn't want to even go there in my head. And Owen leans over to me about five minutes into it and he goes, I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Had no idea. But because of this, that there were people right behind us and no one else was using these seats in the theater that night, Ryan actually turned hers off because she was mortified that we were like bobbing around like that. And the people behind us moved after like 20 minutes. They moved because it's so freaking distracting watching all of our heads bounce around. So I don't know. I think Owen might have turned his off at one time. But when I looked down the row at my kids, it was a sight to see. It was very funny to see all of us not being able to like, you can't stop it unless you turn your chair off. But I mean, it's like, you, yeah, you're like kind of just surrendering to the movement of the chair and you just look like an idiot. So I think this was a very poor design plan for them to do some seats like this and some not for all of the reasons I just stated. Like, what the hell? Did they not think about like, we're human. Like that's embarrassing when no one else got those seats and we're, it's distracting for the people that didn't get those seats. And, you know, they vibrate. They kind of make a noise too when they, you know, when something like, I don't know, wings will be flapping on something that's flying through the air and it like makes the chair go. I mean, I feel like the people around us could even hear that or feel it on their feet. But, and, and the other embarrassing part is that your feet are on the floor. It's not like you're on a ride. It's like, <laughs> your chair's just moving around your feet are on the floor it just takes away something that I don't know that takes something away from it too so yeah that was um that was pretty funny okay um I do have another story I have two stories okay so I worked at a classroom um, for three days in a row last week at an elementary school and it was for life skills so it's kinder through second grade these are kids that either have down syndrome or some kind of like brain injury maybe or um, autism or whatever sweetest class ever sweetest class ever is what i meant to say i will not go back and edit these podcasts so if i mess up that's that's it that's that's my final um edit i'm not going back and editing these anymore so anyways um I'm working with three women who are so nice um, and they work with these kids on a regular basis. So I'm just the sub that came in and they have to have somebody there that's got 
the credential, but I'm not going to really do anything in these classes, whatever I can do to help them. But they know the kids better than me. And that's kind of how these classes go when I sub those classes. So um, because I had just come back from Christmas break, there was um, my digestive system isn't on track because during Christmas break, I could go to the bathroom after I drank my coffee in the morning and my body would always be like ready for that. Right. But when I got back into subbing on Wednesday, I started my day. Well, we had to leave the house at like 650 and I hadn't had my coffee yet and I didn't do my morning thing. And so I was like, just, you know, getting my coffee after I got to the job. And then I don't know, somehow your body just ignores that whole thing. And, and I didn't go for like over a day. And so by Friday, I think like, not to be crude, but like, I think on Thursday, somehow I pushed something out, but it wasn't much. I really had not done a full bathroom, a number two. So on Friday, it was starting to hit me that I not in a way where it was like, I had like an urge, like it was going to fly out of me or anything. But I like thought I think if I go to the bathroom, I could, I could do a little maintenance, like something can come out and I'll probably feel a little bit better because I'm feeling a little gassy too. And the thing is, is they had a bathroom in their classroom because it's a portable classroom. They have a bathroom for the students because there's a lot of like, they need to help students with the bathroom. So that's part of the job. I don't ever have to do that part of it. Um, but they also have a staff bathroom, thank God, because, um, and normally most classrooms don't have a staff bathroom. That's, you have to go to the staff you know, area to use that restroom. But we happen to have one, which is so cool. So I tell the ladies, um, and by the way, so the staff bathroom is behind a curtain. Um, so it kind of like hides a desk and a chair. And then the door into the staff bathroom is this curtain. And so the ladies like to take their breaks right at that desk. And so, and like they even keep the light off right there, almost so like the kids don't know that someone's sitting there. And I thought, and so I see that one of the ladies is sitting there behind the curtain, but I had the urge right then. And I thought, who cares? I'm just going to go like, she won't even, she won't even know what I'm doing. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do it so fast. She's going to think I just peed. So I walk past her and I said, excuse me, because it's kind of a tight squeeze right there. And I go into the bathroom. It has a fan. I'm like, cool. So, um, I go in and like, literally like her back is almost touching the door. It's that close of quarters, which normally would have made me not even do it because I, just don't feel comfortable with that whole situation. And it's like, it's their classroom and I don't really want to go in there and poop um, when I don't know these ladies that well, but I just couldn't wait anymore. So anyways, I go and I turn the fan on and I, I, I did a little business, nothing crazy, but I was like, okay, good. At least I got that out. So I can like, you know, cause I had to work till six o'clock that night. I didn't know when I was going to get another bathroom break, honestly. So I was trying to take advantage of that time. So I, I go to flush the toilet and nothing happens. Nothing. No water, nothing. I'm like, what? That's weird. So I go to lift the lid off because I know how toilets work. I've, I've replaced the, you know, internal parts of the tank before in my bathroom here. I totally understand that whole little mechanism with the chain and the plug. And I know how to fix that. I look in the tank, there's no water. And so I lift off the lid. This is the first thing that went wrong. I lift off the lid. I put it down, you know, like the heavy lid, the tank lid. I put it on the toilet seat. Well, what was on top of that was 
like an electronic air freshener that looked like it came from like sharper image. I'm sure it didn't, but that fell in the fucking toilet, fell in the toilet into my poo water. I'm like, Oh my God. So I grabbed that right away and I'm trying the thing. I put it on the floor and the bottom of it, like becomes detached like right away. And I see there's like a battery in it. I'm like, and there's like water got in it. I'm like, Oh my God. So now I have to deal with that. I have to put that thing back together, wipe it up before anybody even realizes that it fell in my freaking poo water. And so I deal with that. And then I, um, I'm like doing the flusher and I'm looking to see what's happening. And the little rubber thing's just going up and down. It's like, like it's laughing at me like, Oh yeah, I'm like not connected to shit. Cause there's no water in here. So I'm not getting what the problem is. Like, why is there no water in the tank? So I, next thing I think of, because now it's like, it's, it's an emergency. I don't know what to do at this point. I'm a bit in a bit of a panic and I'm like, okay, next be best thing is just to put the toilet tank lid back on, put the air freshener that's been dabbed off and looks clean again on top of that. And then cover my shit with toilet paper because I don't know what else to do because it's literally right there. Right. And so I walk out and I say to the ladies, there's something wrong with the toilet. They all look at me like, well, they're all busy on their phones because the kids were watching like a movie or something. And I said, the toilet's like, I don't think the toilet's flushing. And one lady goes, huh? Uh, uh, like they, I mean, they could not care less. And another, another lady said, oh yeah, well, if you just, um, I use like a bucket and like I poured water into the top of it and then it will flush. I said, oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and try that. So I go back in the bathroom and there's not a bucket. There's a red rectangular, um, not a tray, but it's like what you would put like Legos in, I guess. And you would put it as like a shelf. It's like a shelf. Why can I not think of what you call this thing? Just a bin, like a little plastic bin. Like you'd, yeah, put toys in and it's red and it's rectangular and it's probably, I don't know, seven inches deep. Okay. Well, this doesn't fit underneath the sink. The sink is a, one of those, you know, it's a, it's a rounded sink <laughs> that doesn't go real deep. So only one corner fits underneath the faucet and it doesn't fill up the entire, you know, um, tray or whatever. I don't know why I can't think of the right term for this, but a container, whatever. It doesn't fit underneath it fully. So you can't fill it up with water all the way. And even when you try to like tilt it down to get it away from the faucet, water will pour out of it. And then you don't have a whole lot in there. So I go to pour the water, what I could fill up in this thing into the tank. And the tank has a cylinder around where that plunger thing is, where it suctions inside. So I just pour that water in there thinking that's going to do the job. Nope didn't do anything. I flush it. Nothing happens. It basically made the water in the toilet go like that was it. It just kind of, that was it. So I'm like, okay, it needs more water. So I, I repeat this process three times. I fill up the tank. I felt like it was adequate enough to get some action going. It didn't do anything. And I'm like, I freaking give up. I cannot be in here all day, like trying to fill this tank up with water to make my shit go down. So um, I call maintenance. I tell the ladies, I, I can't get the toilet to flush. Again, they're on their phones. Nobody seems that concerned about it. And then the maintenance guy shows up and I'm like... <laughs> At least he had no idea which for which one of us was the one responsible for the poo in the toilet because there was four of us in there. Um, and he basically just said, 
I don't know why, but there's no water going to the toilet. I mean, there was water going to the sink, but there was no water going to the toilet. And it wasn't that little thing that's on the wall that lets the water stop and go. Like, why would anybody have turned that off? Anyways, he just said, <laughs> it was almost like he put caution tape up. He's like, nobody used the restroom. <laughs> like, her shit's in there. Like, nobody go in. So yeah, that was my last day at that job. And I like never want to go back again. Like, what are the odds? And it's really funny because I saw two things on two people telling stories on TikTok either that day or yesterday where they literally talked about like being at a guy's house and the toilet didn't flush and they had to like carry their uh, their poo out with them or whatever like I literally saw two stories I feel like TikTok uh heard my conversation with somebody about the story and decided to um send those to me I got I got in the uh can't get my poo to go down the toilet algorithm for some reason so yeah that was really fun okay last thing I promised somebody that I would share um uh, sorry I was reading a text um that I would share um about the face tape okay so what had happened was, is my Botox had worn off 100% and I was feeling really, really bad about my face. I now don't see all the stuff that I saw before it wore off because my Botox is like working 100% now. I got it. I don't know when I did it. I did it um, hmm, during Christmas break. It's been like, probably been like two and a half weeks, three weeks, but it's, it's all good right now. But I really does. It, it makes a huge difference when it goes away. And it's like, oh my God, I look old. So what I was really, and I hadn't done it. I hadn't done it in a while. I hadn't done it since I think June. So it was completely gone. It wasn't there anymore. So I started thinking if I could just pull the skin back, like I would go at the edge of my jawline and I would pull it back. And then it was like, wow, that's the look I want. It pulls all the lines out from the side of my mouth, like the corners of my mouth. And it makes me look so much younger. Oh my God, like a huge difference. And if there was anything I wanted to change on my face right now, that is it. I want that pulled back. I want my mouth to not have those lines in the corners of my mouth. Again, this is all after the Botox had worn off. And I kind of didn't realize that like, that was why I was seeing all these lines more than normal because now I'm not even stressing about it. But anyway, I was really stressing about it. So then I thought, I wonder if you could like tape your skin back. Like how hard would it be to just tape that skin back on your jaw a little bit, just to give it a little bit of a pull. And then it would totally like give you that youthful look. So I I look it up on Amazon. I just look up face tape. Oh, it exists. There is face tape. So what it is, is it's sticky. It's a little piece of very thin tape and it's got arrows showing you which way to like pull the, the, it's a whole thing. Like it's kind of complicated. I can't really explain it. All I can tell you is it's extremely thin. You really can't see it. Um, you attach it to like they recommend like the corner of your jaw and like pulling it back to the desired tension. And then you attach it to like the skin underneath your ear, behind your ear kind of. And um, anyways, I kind of overdid it when I first got it. And what I did is I ended up getting like literally it like made my skin go raw and I ended up with a scab on the side of my face because I, I overdid it. I got really excited about it. So I had to let that heal. And then also another thing that happened is it totally kicked in my TMJ. How strange, but pulling your skin back will affect your muscle in your jaw, which will then affect 
your jaw like alignment. I fully did that. I fully kept getting, I'm still getting the clicking in my jaw again because I did this too much. So um, I bought two different kinds. There's the individual one where you can just attach it to the corner of your jaw where you like it. You kind of pull your skin back. You reattach it behind your jaw and then you do it on the other side. What happens is I think the tape just gets looser during the day and it kind of doesn't like have the same effect as when you first put it on. Um... It's kind of exhausting for your face, to tell you the truth. It seems like a nothing, but I do feel like it was putting too much pressure on my skin and my the muscle underneath. Even though, I mean, it, it sounds extreme, but it really wasn't anything crazy, but it was enough to make a difference for the lines that I was not liking. Um, and then there was another one where you actually can put this little strap that has two little clips on it. You put the strap underneath your hair around your neck and you attach the sticker to the corner of your jaw and then you attach these little plastic it's like a sticker that turns into a little piece of plastic that has a hole in it and then the strap works its way through that little hole basically it just it's like getting a facelift with with tape you know and a and a, and a thing that goes behind your head under your hair okay so the date with the guy that i where I went and we never talked to each other again, I feel like he saw, I wore that one that night. And I, I, <laughs> I have my hair, I wear my hair more on one side on my left side than on my right side. So he was sitting where he was seeing like the left side of my face mainly. So that's great. Cause that's where all my hair hangs in front of like the side of my face. There was more hair on that side. So it really hit it on that side, but on the right side, which was further away from him, I saw what I thought was him looking over. I could have been paranoid. Maybe he was looking at my earring or something, but I could have sworn that he might have seen that. And I got a little concerned after that. Maybe that was why I never heard from him again. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Okay, so then I go out with... Uh, I haven't talked about this date yet. I don't really know how much I really want to because um, he doesn't know about my advocacy or anything. Um, but I did go on a date with a fireman and... Um, I saw, I saw his eyes look right at the corner of my jaw. Like there was no denying it. I was like, oh my God. So like when he looked away, I literally just scratched the back of like underneath my ear on both sides and ripped it off and like, you know, shriveled it up into a little ball and threw it on the floor. I was like, I'm never doing that again. But again, the Botox is all working now and I don't need it anymore. But, um, yeah. So that's it. It's called face tape. It was like 10 bucks on Amazon or 12 or something like that. And you get like a hundred of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want anyone noticing. Like that's the thing is I felt like two people might have noticed it, even though I felt like it was really hidden. I still feel like they might've seen it. It's clear. I mean, it blends in with your skin, but I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there. I'm, I could have been just paranoid, not sure, but I, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm not doing the face. Oh, I did go over. Wow. I, I didn't realize it. I was looking at my, um, my page of notes and I wasn't looking directly at, uh, the recording and I didn't realize I went over by 15 minutes cause I like to keep these about an hour, but anyways, so that's the latest 
on my life. And, um, yeah, I will, um, definitely do another podcast soon and I'm just going to end it here and wish everybody well, hope that everybody's having a good start to their new year. Um, and I hope that if you have any, you know, new year's resolutions that you're sticking to them, I don't do that. I just don't do that. But, um, I, if you do it, great for you and I hope that you're able to stick to them and I hope that you make some changes that whatever change you want to make that you're making them so hugs to you all I love you guys thank you for listening and we'll see you on the flip side bye for now if you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts be sure to subscribe if you'd like to help this girl out then please rate review and share my show thanks guys